Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Jesus. I'm your host, Todd Ubley. And I'm your co-host, Sarah Vandriel. In this episode, we're going to talk about when it feels like God is not with us. And we would both like to stress that God is always with us. He's always with you. Even, and even especially when it feels like he's not. I had mentioned in a prior episode how when I do my quiet time, I read two chapters through the Bible. It's kind of my own Bible in a year program, only it's like the Bible in three years because that's about how long it takes me. Um, but I read two chapters every day. And right now I'm on the book of Job. You can tell just from reading Job's complaints and reading his, his sorrow and his frustration, he feels abandoned. He feels like he's all alone. And I can sense just in our society, amongst my friends and family, people are starting to feel alone. They feel like they've been abandoned, like they're on their own. So our hope for this episode is to let every single person know that you are not alone, that God is with you. God is always with you, even when it feels like he's not, especially when he feels like he's not. There is literally nothing that can separate you from God and from God's love. And to that end, I would like to start off with a scripture. It comes from Romans 8, 38 through 39. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love that God has for us in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And folks, if you've listened to our prior episode, you can add COVID to that list because I know in episode two, I talked about having COVID and I'm going to be honest, there were times where I felt abandoned. I was in such pain and I kept asking God, please take this away from me. And he didn't, but even then he was with me. And even right now, with what you are going through, God is with you. God, as we were catching up here before we came on to do our collab, just about life in general, it's been a tough few weeks for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> and you shared a lot of um, your experience with COVID. And I shared in our first episode of the season and in, in discerning God's will that our family is on a big move um, across many states move. And how, even though I have peace in this move and know that God has really great plans for us, it's a hard few weeks. It's been a hard few weeks for me too, watching the moving truck come and the moving truck drive away and you know leaving a house and um gonna go to a new house in a new state where we don't know anybody and I also felt a little alone <laughs> this week and a little of that questioning like did I get God's will right you know like maybe maybe it wasn't God's will maybe I should have fought going on this move and you know, in moments of real anxiety about the logistics of it all. Um, and I too will reiterate that I have heard time and time again from God that he is with me always. And my mama has been telling me 
um, every time she talks to me that he is holding my right hand all the way. Um, so I'm with you, Todd, I'm with you. Like, and I think no matter what it is, um, angels, demons, <laughs> life, death, COVID moving, um, at the end of the day, God's love is with us um, wherever we are. And I think it's a matter of opening the door to let him in, right? Yeah. That, that it sometimes when we feel alone or anxious, um, you know, that we have to welcome his presence or ask for his presence or be willing to be in his presence. I don't know if I have the right words for it. But there's something about having an openness because when we do feel lonely, when we feel anxious, we feel like we need to control it or when, when, you know, when this happens, um, then we sometimes shut that door and there's a need to be, to kind of have it be open. Oh, absolutely. And it's my first instinct when things aren't going well is to withdraw into myself. Um, I am a huge introvert and those of you listening may find that hard to believe because why would an introvert do a podcast, but <laughs> I am the world's biggest introvert. And so my first instinct when things aren't going well is to retreat and withdraw into myself. And one of the things that God has been teaching me lately is the need to not do that, to reach out to my friends, to reach out to those that can help me and support me when I need it, rather than retreating into myself and to reach out to God too. It's very easy when things aren't going well to just stop talking to God altogether, to retreat into our little cocoon and just try to batten down the hatches and weather the storm until, until it passes. But that's the most important time to reach out to God. That is when you need to reach out to God the most. And sometimes God will intervene directly. And sometimes it'll be through friends. So it's very important to reach out to trusted friends and family as well so that they can help you and support you as well. And that is not something that I have done in the past. And it's something that I'm learning now that I, I need to do. I think there's so much truth to that. And I feel that just, just the same. Um, we were saying we just haven't connected as much over the last little while. And then, and then I finally sent you an email to say, I'm so sorry. I've just been totally overwhelmed for the last few weeks. Um, and you send me this really great um, scripture couched in a beautiful picture that just reminds me <laughs> that it does not matter <laughs> that we haven't communicated as much or I haven't done all that I wanted to do um, because we have to take care of ourselves. We are in this partnership together and that God's got this timing thing. He's got this timing thing. Yes. I think another time it came so clear to me this week um, or this last week was, you know, we have prepped so hard for movers to come to our house, right? And they were supposed to arrive at 8 a.m. And I leave at like 7.30, a.m. to drive Evie to school, right? Um, and, you know, thinking I'll probably be back home at 8.02. The window was 8 to 10 of their arrival. I was like, 8.02, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> um, Marinus couldn't be there either. He had to take something else to be repaired. 
Um, and we've done all this prepping for, for the movers to arrive and we start driving down the road. So I'm already anxious, right? What have I forgotten? What did I not get right? What was this going to be like? There's going to be people, you know, coming in, we're leaving our house. Like there's all these, um, emotions, all these things. This is the only house my daughter's ever really known or remembered. So all her memories are attached to this house. <laughs> you know, all of these kinds of things. And I'm driving her to school. And as soon as we pull out of my driveway, I see a moving truck coming down the road. And I was like, that's our moving truck. Oh my goodness, they're like 20 minutes early. Like I'm not gonna be at the house and Marius is not at the house. And what do I do? Like, and I don't know. You can tell Marty, like Marty hyped up. I'm already quite emotional about all these things. And then I see the moving truck and then I'm anxious. And I'm like actually processing with Evie. I was like, what do I do? I have to take you to school. Daddy's not there. Like the moving truck's coming. I was like, they said eight to 10. So they're just going to have to wait. I'm not sure. And then I said, I don't know what I need to do. And then I said, I need to breathe. I need to breathe. And so I took a breath. And then, you know, I said, all right. I said, Evie, we got to turn on the radio. We listened to a Christian music station on the way to school. And I was like, um, I wonder what God's message is for me this morning, because I need a message this morning. Like, I need it. So I opened the door, right? So guess what came on? The song, Just Breathe. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes the message and the invite in is just breathe. And as you brought up, you know, Job, um, I thought it was quite interesting that you're in Job and that one of the scriptures that I found in, in looking at it is, um, was Job 32, 8. It said, but it is a spirit in man um, and the breath of the almighty gives them understanding. So I had this whole image in my head of breathing. And when the message was from God to breathe, um, was like a literal thought of when, when there's one thing just to breathe oxygen and air in, right? But when I invite God into that picture and the message from God is to breathe, the idea is breathing him in, right? Like, because at that moment, I needed some help calming this physical body of mine, um, you know, and this, in this spiritual sense of like, where's, where's our journey headed and you know, this emotional sense of like, you know, I feel like a bit of a chaotic you know, mess right now. Um, and just the breathing in, you know, like opening up to the Holy Spirit, you know, and saying, and then sure enough, I dropped Evie off. I got back, you know, friendly and nice and nobody was upset that they were, were in my yard, you know, um, for, for that amount of time. Um, so I feel you on reaching out on opening the door. And I too, in this last week, like, uh, you know, didn't reach out to folks. I just wanted to manage it all myself. I didn't really want to, um, to share some of the hard stuff. Um, yeah. and that's hard. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. And that's, like I said, my first instinct is to retreat into myself because it's hard to share it with others, but sometimes that's how God helps you. You know, um, sometimes it's, it's through the radio and, um, and it's funny that you talk about that because, I just re finished recording our, our next episode and um, one of the things I talked about, and I won't go into too much detail now, but just to give you a summary, one of the things I talked about was um, after Hurricane Katrina, it, I was just, I was a mess. 
and I was listening to a Richard Mullins tribute CD and the song hold me Jesus came on and I thought yes that is exactly what I need right now and then the very next song was sing your praise to the Lord and it was John I was like no 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 stop I, I literally hit the back button to listen to hold me Jesus again because I was thinking to myself I need to be held by Jesus I can't be praising God right now and as I thought about it more and more, and I probably listened to Hold Me Jesus about three times before I actually went to the next song. But as I thought about it more and more, I realized that um, sometimes praising God is hard. And the Bible tells us about a sacrifice of praise. And again, I get into this more detail in the next episode. But for the first time in my life, I finally understood what a sacrifice of praise is when praising God is a sacrifice. And at that point in time, I couldn't praise God. I needed to be held by him, not praise him. But I also found that in doing so, in praising God, I gained that strength and that comfort that I needed. And so God can speak to us in any way, in any medium. Um, but like you said, we have to be open to it. We have to be receptive. Um, God wants to help us. God wants to help you and God will help you. And it could come from the strangest place. I was literally sitting in a Starbucks one day, stressed from work, and it was raining, it was cold, it was just damp, and then the sun came out, and there was a rainbow that I could see right out the window, and I just thought, God, you're amazing. He can literally speak to us however he wants. He can use anything to reach us, but we have to be open. God is always with us, and when things are not going right, when things are not going well, it can feel like he's not there and it can be difficult to be open and receptive because we feel like we're abandoned just like Job did and just like a lot of people feel right now but if we can force ourselves to be receptive God will show us that he is with us um, and it's it's very counterintuitive like for me reaching out for help when things aren't going well I I just mm -mm. I, I, I gotta retreat to myself and to my little cocoon but again, that's not what God wants for me. And God wants all of us to know that he is with us, especially when things aren't going well. And if we can be open to that, God will speak to you and comfort you in ways that you'd never even imagine. You know, Ted, that speaks to me in so many ways, because I think it is very hard. We always want to put our best foot forward right like we want to we want to we're very willing to talk about the challenges after they've happened right because then we've had a chance to process them and figure them out and share them and share our learnings you know from from all of that but I think there's um there's a lot of great folks out there talking about it Brene Brown being one who it's like vulnerability is her her research area right but this idea of being vulnerable in the moment um, with other people um, is really a connection point. Um, so I think we could take that on a couple of levels. It's like, we have to be willing to be vulnerable with God and open it up, right? Um, with, with all these, these things that we are thinking or feeling or, or, or wanting to, to discern his word. Um, but also with other people. Um, and as you talk about, like, and, and look at how, you know, sometimes there, the, the world does feel like we're becoming alone. It feels like there's a, a lot of di divisiveness, you know, on any number of things, a lot of pulling apart, a lot of 
fighting, um, you know, over things, whether it's, you know, verbal arguments, whether it's political arguments, whether it's, you know, battle back and forth on Facebook. Um, but the idea of when we are vulnerable and we say we don't know it all or we are struggling, how there is a connection with other people when they're able to see that and other people can feel like, okay, it's okay to feel that way sometimes. And God will provide that support sometimes, like you said, through other people in those moments. There's another instance for me this week of having a conversation, you know, my husband was up working in the new site. I'm still here. And we were having a, you know, a back and forth and he's like, Sarah, it's time for you to stop and smell the roses. Um, a little bit, you need, you need to take some time to stop and smell the roses. And I'm thinking, who's got time to stop and smell the roses. We got these deadlines. Like we just moved out of this house and then we got this and I got to get me, you know, settled in a new school. And like, who's got, who's got time for this smelling these roses and stop to think. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute let me come back to my values. Um, and part of that is smelling the roses. So I was like, all right, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to be open again and I'm going to listen. And the next morning, um, or even that evening, Evie, uh, I remember Evie told me on the car ride home, she thought her, it was her class's turn to, to do the procession in, in chapel, um, at school. And, um, and I just said, I, I heard loud and clear, you need to go to chapel. Parents are always welcome to come to chapel. I haven't been yet. I haven't, you know, done it. And I was like, okay, my my Jesus listens has told me that I need to be open to be in the presence. And, you know, like Evie's doing this. This school's awesome for her. Marines is telling me to stop and smell the roses. And God's telling me to get to chapel the next morning. <laughs> so so I did. It's at 820 in the morning. So it's like, you know, first thing. And so I dropped her off. I went in and I got my um, name tag. Um, and I came into chapel and it was, there weren't kids there quite yet. Right. The chaplain comes up and says, I think I need to help you. If you stand right here, the kids are going to run all over you. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. Thanks. This is my first time. Um, so she points me kind of, kind of where to go to, to find, um, where Evie's class will be, um, when they come in. And, um, so I take just a moment to sit and be quiet. Um, I got like, you know, five minutes maybe till everybody arrives. And then all these kids start pouring in. A praise band starts. It's an elementary school praise band. This is month two of school, okay? And it is nothing but a joyful noise at the front. And then the kids all come in singing the song that's up there. And so in file, kindergarten through sixth graders um, singing this song. And it is like, I can't help but well up. Like the Holy Spirit is in this place. <laughs> um, and like God is all over this place, you know? And then I listen to the message. I watch these kids pray. I watch them do liturgy. I watch them sing and dance um, and listen intently to a message on respect. And then as, as we, we go to exit, like, I just get this overwhelming sense of having not only been in the presence of God in this place, but how he impacts all of these young, beautiful beings um, in this room and overwhelmed with joy for who he is and this sense of 
I don't have to have all the answers right now of exactly what things are going to be like, right? Is that he will be with me, whether the answer is moving tomorrow or moving in a week or moving in a month or, you know, however these details work out, um, you know, that there is some solidness of just being in his presence. And I was overwhelmed with all emotions of like the hardness of the week and the joy of that morning and talking to the admissions director on the way out, you know, who, who knows we're going to go and needs a date for me at some point. And I was like, I don't know. I'm questioning it all at this point. I can't give you a date because this school is fantastic. And, um, and now I'm struggling. And she just looked at me. I was very vulnerable in this moment as a parent of saying, you know, we're feeling all the feels. I'm like, I'm not real, real clear exactly, you know, on exactly when we should do what here. And she just said to me, she's like, look, she's like, if you just transitioned from home learning for over two years, you know, she's come here. She's an awesome, solid kid. Um, we've given her a great platform, you know, so however long you decide to go or stay, like, she's going to be fine. Um, and, you know, and, and your family is going to be fine. And it was in that vulnerability like sharing that vulnerability, had I not, I would have had my own process and my own process with God. But in this way, there's some direct messaging happening, right? So I think there is a, I'm feeling a direct call to be more, more vulnerable in the, in the moments, you know, to share how hard things are. And I, and on this podcast to do the same. So as we come in today and, you know, done podcasts before where I feel like I have clarity on exactly what we're going to say and and, and where we're going, you know, and today is that the the answers aren't always clear. Life isn't always Mm -hmm. easy and it's not always, it's not always easy to discern exactly what it is, but confident in that God is always with us. He will always give us those answers in the time, you know, that he has, if we just welcome being in his presence oh absolutely absolutely and that's that's actually an amazing story um and let me just tell you it it will be okay um it it will be you know coming from someone who has moved quite a bit um it, it it will be okay um god's got you god's got you and you got this and for those of you listening for what you're going through. It's going to be okay. God's got you. You got this. Folks, you matter. God loves you. And there is nothing in all of creation that will change that. Neither angels nor demons, neither moving nor COVID, nothing in all of creation will ever change the fact that God loves you and God's got you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening and God bless.